Hey, everybody, all the Tim Hatch live subscribers. Hey, YouTube. Hey, Facebook. Hey, everybody. I tried. I tried to go on vacation. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Well, I did. I actually did go on vacation to St. Augustine, Florida with my family. It was a wonderful time. And I was going to take this week to kind of recap and regroup and, you know, re-energize for season five of The Deep End. But so much is happening in the world, and, and I just can't take it anymore. I, and I was just, you know, going crazy, stir crazy at my home. And so I had to explode on somebody. And so I thought, let me give you a deep end season five preview, a deep end season five preview. Yes, I am excited. And and I wasn't going to do this. I wasn't going to do this. I was going to take my time and rest and recuperate. But just like, you know, Mr. Incredible says. No matter how many times you save the world, it always manages to get back in jeopardy again. It just does. And and so all the crazy that happened these past couple of weeks, I got a comment on. I got a comment on. Uh, like and subscribe if you're watching this video on YouTube. Like and subscribe and uh, hit that notification bell. Make sure that you are subscribed to YouTube.com slash Tim Hatch live. And I want to do something today on the deep end. It's called the deep end commentary. When you don't know what to do. All right, so we're, that's a little preview. Coming season five, the deep end commentary, which is going to be a new segment every week or every so often. Uh, we're going to talk about things that are important to you as a Christian. And the commentary is really based on a thought that occurs to me as I look at the world and I think about it through the lens of God's word. All right, really, that's what this is all about. This is not about politics. It's about God's word. Here's the deep end commentary today. Are you ready for it? The title is... They want you afraid, uneducated, and they think you're a moron. Mm-hmm. Who is they, Tim? Who is who? Who doesn't want us? Who doesn't want it? Who wants us afraid? Who wants us uneducated? Who thinks we're a moron? They, and they are anybody who tells you to be afraid. They are anybody who who is lessening the educational standards of our country, uh, and and they are anyone who does this classic hypocritical move rules for thee but not for me i'm a father one of the things that i do as a father which is kind of like a jerky thing to do but i'll be confessing it to you because you know you guys are tim hatch live subscribers so thank you sometimes i'll tell my kids to do something and then i'll do the opposite and they'll say hey you don't do it and i always say do as i say not as i do well you know what our government is becoming just like a jerky father and they're telling us to do as they say but not as they do and they're in cahoots with a bunch of they's they's a bunch of they's it's the educational system it's the entertainment system it's the corporate system it's the political machinery of washington dc and and this past week I, it's personal for me this time because this past week, my father was rushed to the hospital. Uh, he is beating cancer for the second time. Thank God by God's grace. And yet he passed out at the kitchen table because the medicine that he's on for cancer might cause heart disease. This is the problem with science. Anyway, good news. It wasn't heart disease. It was actually just a heat stroke. And um, my mother tends to keep the temperature too high at home. And we had a discussion about that. So anyway, he's back on his feed he's back on the men and it was great but you know what when he went to the hospital i couldn't go see him you know why because of covid now again thankfully he's out of the hospital but it really drove me nuts to not be able to go see my father 
as I watched the political elites, the coastal elites, the, the important people, they do whatever the heck they wanted while they marched and barked out orders to you and to me and are filling us with more and more fear. What are you, you going to do with our present day crisis? COVID-19. I don't think it's going away. I don't think it's going away. I, and I'm going to tell you what I think it actually really is from the word of God. So just stay with me for a moment. But maybe we need to rethink our approach to this whole crisis at this moment. And let's talk about the the system of this world. They. Okay. Three things. They want you afraid. They want you afraid. Okay. This is a fact. So the news and the power players of our day, they love to fill you with stories about which you need to be afraid of. I, I stupidly dropped in on CNN.com yesterday. Don't ask me why. Top of the page. It's a scary news statistics concerning COVID surges. That was yesterday. And then I went on Google News today. And, and this is what I saw. Uh, a whole bunch of coverage about the sun monster coming to kill us. Climate change, climate change, climate change. You and I are responsible for destroying the world is going to go up in flames and it's irreversible and it's all your fault now go about your day and enjoy your lunch right and the hill reports today that climate change crisis the climate change crisis of this moment was predicted 30 years ago by a guy named niels bohr and the united nations intergovernmental panel on climate change the ipcc and the article asks, now what? So this guy, Niels Bohr, predicted what, where we are today environmentally 30 years ago, I guess. He predicted this 30 years ago, and uh, now we're there. So, so now what? Uh, what's, what's the now what? Okay, it's, 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 we got a crisis. Everything's going to be burned up. Everything's going to explode tomorrow. I don't know. Is this Armageddon? <laughs> is this the end? Uh, is this deep impact? <laughs> you know, classic 90s destroy the world, end of the world uh, movies. So I think... I'm thankful for the warning, but the the now what was what intrigued me about this article. You know what the now what was? Here, here's, here's what he says. It, it's not too late for us to act. We have the technology to reduce carbon emissions in time to limit warming to something close to 1.5 degrees Celsius. Keeping global temperatures close to this level would avoid many of the most dire predictions in the latest report, as Yoda also said. The, <laughs> Yoda. <laughs> The fake character from Star Wars. As Yoda said, your path, you must decide. Okay. Um, any news article that quotes Yoda to stimulate us to action is a fraud of a news article. But I, I only bring this up because that entire paragraph is the entire now what? That's the entire now what? Crisis? Be afraid. Now what? Um, we have technology and we could maybe stop it from warming too much. Yoda, Yoda, Yoda. That's the, that's the article. Lots of fear, not much hope. But can I remind you, dear Christian, that the climate crisis was predicted much earlier than Niels Bohr in 1990. Uh, way back in human history, a man writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, his name was Peter. And he said the following in 2 Peter 3.10, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief when the heavens will pass away with the roar and the heavenly bodies will be what? Oh, look at that screen. The heavenly bodies will be burned up and uh, they will be dissolved and the earth and its works that are done, will, done, it, done it will be exposed. The heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved. 
Peter writing on the inspiration of the Holy Spirit talked about that 2,000 years ago. Isn't that amazing? Do you understand that God said the world would end like this? Do you understand that God warned us about this? Do you know why? Because of man's sinfulness. And maybe if we listened to God and repented and turned to him, we'd get more time. But, But no, we just want to make you afraid. That's the news. So number one, they want you afraid. Now, this next one is big. They want you uneducated. They want you afraid, and then they want you uneducated so that you don't have a clue of what to do, right? This is a reality that is so close to home for me because I have kids who are in the school systems and in college years. Now, the reason why they want you uneducated is because an uneducated populace is always easier to control. If they still taught history in schools, kids would know this. Uh, for instance, when the Bible was beginning to get published by the reformers in the 1400s and the 1500s, actually 1300s, 1400s, and 1500s, when men worked to get the Bible into the common man's hands, the Roman Catholic church leaders were so threatened by the masses learning to read the scriptures for themselves, they persecuted, jailed, and murdered anyone trying to get to the, the Bible into the common man's hands. That's why John Wycliffe was killed. That's why uh, William Tyndale was persecuted. That's why they chased them out of towns. That's why they dug up their ashes and burned them and reburied them again. Um, dug up their bones, burned them, and reburied them again. Now in our society, the Bible is freely available for reading, even on your phone. But what's the new attack on you getting the wisdom that you need? Well, entertainment belittles the Bible. Uh, Apps appear on your phone to drive your attention away from the Bible. And schools have successfully banned the Bible and teacher-led prayers. Now, I know that technically a kid can take his Bible to school, and I know that technically they can pray anytime they want to and they're allowed to. But when you don't have the authority figure backing up something that is wise and helpful and beneficial to your spiritual condition, the kids are not going to take the initiative to do it themselves. See, what we have today is a modern medieval practice of keeping our young out of the most important truths they can ever know. The truth that God loves them, that Jesus died for them and rose again for them, and there's hope beyond this world. And oh, by the way, there are standards about your body and your sexuality and your friendships and your money that if you if you made these decisions according to the wisest being in the universe according to the Lord Jesus and according to the Father that your life would be better. (laughs) But no, no, no. They want you uneducated. They want to keep this out of the hands of the masses because they know what a threat it is. Uh, By the way, what's become of our educational system since prayer and Bible reading were removed? Well, academic achievement has gone down. Uh, This is in spite of the fact that the U.S. spends more on education than any other country, and it's still falling behind. Across the board, this is from U.S. News in 2019, across the board, scores drop in America in math and reading for U.S. students. That's in 2019, before we boarded everybody up at home and put them on Zoom instruction videos. Academic achievement has gone down and is continuing to decline. What's gone up in public school systems? Violence, pregnancy, sexual morality, school shootings, depression, anxiety, suicide. All those things have gone up. 
Way to go, secularists. Way to go, people who felt threatened that things like God loves you and sent his son to die for you is a threatening violation of your freedom. So this is where we are, a stupid culture, a a dumbed down, uneducated mass of people who are looking to anybody to give them what they need to feel like they belong. I shared a story a couple of weeks ago about my son's eighth grade class that was going to celebrate a pagan holiday called, uh, what was it called? The Hindu holiday festival of lights. Oh, Diwali, right. They were going to celebrate Diwali. In their, in their elementary school. Because you know what? After all, it's just an Indian festival. No, it's not. It's a Hindu festival. And the principal of the school didn't even know that it was a Hindu festival. That's how dumbed down our education system has become. In the name of social justice, too, standardized tests have become racist and therefore eliminated. Now children ill-equipped for higher education are tossed into these schools that they don't belong in, honestly, and then loan-sharked by financial institutions enslaving our young for decades as they seek to pursue the American dream and end up in a school loan nightmare for life. Then they demand old ancient senators from one of our smallest states who never built a business or really even had a job, who once honeymooned in the Soviet Union to be their savior and canceled their student debts. Wow. That's what happens when you keep the masses uneducated and you foist upon them things that they are not prepared for and you don't ground them in the truth of God's word. And then there's this from the wonderful world of TikTok. A teacher in a public school made a horrible mistake with the student. Did she yell at the student? Mm -mm. Did she hit the student? Nope. Did she misinform the student? No. Did she unfairly grade the student uh, in one of their assignments? Nope. You know what the mistake that was? You know the mistake that she made? She misgendered the student. I kid you not. She misgendered the student. Watch this. (sighs) Guys, I messed up. I messed up. So I had a kid on Monday. They said their pronouns were she, her. Then on Wednesday, yesterday, they came to me and they said, you know what? My pronouns are they, them. I want you in the class to use they, them. Okay, cool, great. They come to class today. There's names on desks in groups for assigned seats. They can't find theirs because I guess my first class knocked it off. So I go to the class. Hey, is she in anyone's group? Does anyone see her name? It took me five minutes to realize what I did. So someone asked a question yesterday. What do you do when you mess up? Well, we all mess up. So what I did when they were sitting by themselves, I approached them and said, I screwed up, didn't I? And they said, yep. And I said, I am so sorry. That is completely 100% my fault. I apologize. I will not get it wrong moving forward. Um, You know, please know I heard you when you told me your pronouns and I will get it right. That was... uh, Dear Lord, I can't take anymore. This this is what has become of the educational system in our country. The students go around the class and say their pronouns each day or maybe at the start of the semester. And then the student comes in on Wednesday and says, you know what? Actually, now I'm a they. And now the educationer, the the educationer, the educator has to sacrifice hours, hours of teaching 
to make sure that we get the pronouns of the crazy inmates in the asylum right. This is what passes for education now. This is the focus of our education hours in our public schools, taking time away from science, literature, history, and oh yeah, economics to make sure that we get their pronouns right. These confused, foolish children who need instruction. They don't need to be catered to and coddled based on their feelings. Maybe they want these kids enslaved by school loans so that they can operate as functional saviors after these kids graduate college. They want you afraid. They want you uneducated. And finally, they think you're a moron. Wear your masks. Don't be outdoors or I'm sorry. No, don't be indoors without a mask. Thank you, John Lennon, for taking that stand. Thank you. As you tweeted out, being unvaccinated and or unmasked in a large indoor gathering is like literally begging to get COVID. Please don't do that to yourself, your family, or your neighbors. Yes, finally, someone with some cultural clout said it. And then, and then, of course, he went to President Obama's 60th birthday party and didn't wear a mask. Neither he nor his wife nor his child. See, I guess those rules apply unless... You attend a star-studded party for the former President Obama, and then the masks can come off everybody. By the way, the DJ took pictures of all these people and masks, and then he was forced to delete them from his social media account and his computer. No masks. 700 guests in a big tent. No masks. From all the people that think you're a moron. But do you know why they got to party like it's 1999 and on a big tent in Martha's Vineyard where the ocean evidently is moments away from encompassing the entire house with ocean water. Do you know why they got to do that? Do you know why? You know why? Because they're sophisticated Americans. They're sophisticated Americans. I kid you not. That, that's really the argument here for why that party was allowed while the rest of us have to send our kids to school wearing masks this, uh, this fall. Uh, this is from CNN. The New York Times White House correspondent, Annie Carney, uh, describing why it was justified for the Obamas and all of their highfalutin friends and important cool people peeps to have their party maskless. You're not going to believe this. Watch this. Uh, other people said, you know, this is really being overblown. They're following all the safety precautions. People are going to sporting events that are bigger than this. This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. And and this is just about optics. It's not about safety. This is a sophisticated crowd. <laughs> They're sophisticated. Not like you. Not like you, ordinary, stupid American. The average American here on the screen presented by the sophisticated coastal elites. You dumb, stupid, uneducated, unsophisticated American. Put your masks on. Put your masks on. We kept you dumb and stupid and uneducated on purpose so that you don't have to worry about a thing. We will take care of your life from here. I mean, those are my thoughts. Of course, I am just one of those, I guess, unsophisticated people. This is going to be safe. This is a sophisticated vaccinated crowd. Sophisticated crowd. And and this is just about optics. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, this is, this is where... This is where we are. They want you stupid. They want you afraid. They think you're a moron. There's more, by the way. According to the CDC's own stats, the vaccination is losing its effectiveness. And people who are vaccinated are not only spreading the virus, 
they're dying from the virus, and I kid you not, at increasing rates. Now, the news media was all over this, and the power players, they, were all over this in July. Uh, the Attorney General of the United States said, be smart people, get vaccinated, I'm worried about what is to come. And he proved that we needed to get vaccinated by saying that 99.5% of the deaths from COVID-19 right now in the U.S. are individuals who are not inoculated. Also, Lord Fauci said to Chuck Todd on NBC News, if you look at the number of deaths, 99.2% of them are unvaccinated. This is in July. About 0.8% are vaccinated people. No vaccine is perfect, but when you talk about the avoidability of hospitalization and death, Chuck, it's really sad and tragic that most of all, most all of these are avoidable and preventable. So get vaccinated because after all, 99.5, 99.2, somewhere between there, of the deaths from COVID right now are from unvaccinated Americans. Well, that's what they said in July, but now two weeks later, the CDC head, Rochelle Walensky, has confirmed that that statistic is now wrong. Not 99% of COVID patients dying in hospitals were unvaccinated. Uh, the data, she said, this is from her own mouth, the data collected to get that stat was from analyses in several, look at the word several, not all the states, several states. So selective states is what you're saying. Not all the states. You just picked which states you wanted to get the data from. And the data was collected from what? January through June and didn't reflect the data that we have now from the Delta variant. This variant. This is Rochelle Walensky, the CDC director. And, and she said, in other words, you get the 99% number because you only select certain states and you include data from January when COVID deaths were at their peak. And less than 10% of Americans had even taken the vaccine. Do you understand? Do you, do you know how to extrapolate a graph? You, this is how you get a 99.2% death rate amongst the unvaccinated. You include the months that barely anyone was vaccinated. Again, because they want to keep you dumb. People don't understand how to extrapolate the data or do the research themselves. They're just too busy picking their pronouns for the day. In addition, the number of vaccinated people is, that, are, that are dying, the, the number of vaccinated people dying is rising. Look at the chart on the screen. I'll put the chart from the CDC's website on the screen for you so you can see. The blue line represents those who are dying who are vaccinated. Dying who are vaccinated. Look at the sharp rise from April all the way till May. 15%. 15%. It went from 3% in April to 15% of the deaths from COVID are vaccinated people. That trajectory doesn't look so hopeful for the upcoming months, does it? And they tried to tell you it was only 0.5%. They tried to tell you it was only 0.5%. I also learned Israel, which is 90% vaccinated, the country of Israel, 90% vaccinated, is having breakthrough cases left, right, and center. And they are also noticing the, the efficacy of the vaccine is losing its power. Plus, on top of everything else, vaccinated people can transmit the virus. That is also from the CDC director, Rochelle Walensky. She says to Wolf Blitzer and CNN, they continue to work well for Delta. With regard to severe illness and death, they prevent it, but what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. So get vaccinated, but you can still spread the virus even if you are vaccinated. You know, just to add a little bit of insult to injury on all these people who want us dumb and afraid, I follow stocks pretty regularly. I'm an investor and I like investing and you should invest as well. I think it's a biblical, I think it's a biblical idea. Uh, you know, there's one stock that's been killing it 
the entire Biden presidency and actually even before Biden's presidency. It's called Moderna. Moderna is up 166% in six months. That's a stock rise rarely seen. That's Tesla-like stock rising. And it's up 570% since last year this time. Why do I bring that up to you? Because this is the company that's putting out this vaccine. Why are they making so much money? Why is their one stock going through the roof during all of this vaccination push? And by the way, they're a for-profit company, and you don't hear the socialism-friendly legislatures, comp- legislators complaining about those evil corporate profiteers of capitalism right now, do you? By the way, one more hit on the vaccines. A Nobel Prize-winning scientist has come out to suggest that the vaccine, which actually doesn't act like a typical va- this vaccine, which actually doesn't act like a typical vaccine, is the cause of all the variants that are coming out right now. Uh, his name is uh, Professor Luke Montagnier. He is a Nobel Prize winner from 2008, and he has championed this, this idea. He's trying to get this idea out. Of course, you won't hear about this in the news. You won't hear about this from them. <laughs> uh, that the, the vaccines right now, this is, this is, the, the, the epidemiologists are silent about this phenomenon known as antibody-dependent enhancement. And the article basically states, while it is understood that viruses mutate causing variances, variants uh, is the vaccine in this case that is creating those variants. Professor Montagnier referred to the vaccine program for the coronavirus as an unacceptable mistake. The prominent virologist explained that there are antibodies created by the vaccine forcing the virus to find another solution or die. This is where the variances are created, is the variants that are a production of and a result from the vaccination. Get vaccinated so that we can get more variants of a pandemic that we have not contained yet. But don't worry, trust us. (laughs) They want you afraid. They want you uneducated. And they think you're a moron. This is what they want. They want our country. They want your world redefined and reimagined into this godless government-run utopia where the celebrity culture rules us like the capital in the Hunger Games as we fight against each other for survival instead of turning to God and faith and family. The message from our cultural elites is this, our coastal elites, be afraid, now trust us. We know what we're doing, even though they can't stop anything, can they? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the church to wake up. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm not telling you the politicians that you should have or you shouldn't have. I'm telling you, we need to get back to what God says more now than ever before as the church. If you're not a believer, I don't expect you to do this. But I do want to bring you back to 2 Peter 3, which predicted the global crises that we are experiencing right now, including climate change, including the world going up in flames, and not just the world, but the heavens. What did Peter say after he talked about the destruction of all the heavens and, and, and the exposure of all the world's works? What did he say in 2 Peter 3.11? He says, since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn. But according to his promise, we are waiting for the new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. This is what Christians do. We don't worry 
about what's going to happen with the earth because we know that the one who made the earth is going to remake the earth. He's going to give us a new home. And so our lives have got to be free from the fear-mongering of our culture. Our lives have got to be free from the divisive nature of our politicians and the talking heads on television. Our lives as Christians have got to be focused, focused on the Lord God who is coming in victory and in power. Peter continues in verse 15. He says, and count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, as he does in all his letters when he speaks in them, of these matters, there are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction as they do other scriptures. You, therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the error of lawless people and lose your own stability. In other words, don't get afraid, but grow, grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and to the day of eternity. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to get back to the Bible more now than ever before. Don't let the culture keep you out of God's word. It is the source of hope. That's why we're doing the deep end and uh, the deep dive Bible study this August. That's why we're going to deep dive into Romans and remember what God has done in history to save us and to bring us to himself. Because Christians are not of this world. We are seeking the world to come. We are not in love with the world as it is. Maybe we need to remember a few things about these pandemics, about these crises of our present day. Maybe we need to remember how God acted in times past with the world. I bring you to Ezekiel chapter 5. Ezekiel chapter 5, thus says the Lord, verse 5, thus says the Lord God, this is Jerusalem. I have set her in the center of the nations with the countries all around her, and she has rebelled against my rules by doing wickedness more than the nations and against my statutes more than the countries all around her, for they have rejected my rules and have not walked in my statutes. You know, I'm not a big God and country guy. I don't think that there's a covenant with America, but I do think that God has elevated America for such a time as this to send missionaries around the world and to spread the gospel around the world. And she has done a great job of doing that, but there is an immorality cancer that is eating away at our identity. We're plagued. We're plagued with confusion. We're plagued with misinformation. We're plagued with division. And, and now our children are plagued with anxiety, depression, and a complete absence from any sense of self. And maybe God is holding us accountable for all the good that he's given us as a country. Maybe he's holding the whole world accountable for all the grace he's shown to sinners for so many years. Ezekiel 5.11 says, Therefore, as I, as I live, declares the Lord, surely, because you have defiled my sanctuary with all your detestable things, with all your abominations, therefore I will withdraw. My eye will not spare, and I will have no pity. A third of you, a third part of you shall die of pestilence. Hmm. And be consumed with famine in your midst. A third part shall fall by the sword all around you. And a third part I will scatter to the winds and will unsheath the sword after them. I'm trying to convey a message to you here that you will not hear from the talking heads on television or on social media. You won't even hear it from many pulpits in America today because preachers are often more interested in gaining social media followers than presenting truth. Churches are catering to the wants and the whims of the self-centered saints. And this is what God has been doing for thousands of years. He has been sending pestilence. He has been sending plagues. He has been sending disaster into the world to wake people up to the fact that they are ultimately accountable to him and to him alone. So maybe the message of COVID-19 needs to be rethought. Maybe the message of COVID-19 
is repent. Repent or you will perish in your sins. And let me be very clear about one last point. Eternal hell is far worse than any virus you could ever catch. The world wants you afraid. The world wants you uneducated. And they think you're a moron. But God wants you saved, safe in his arms and established in his wisdom. As Paul says in 2 Corinthians 6, 17, therefore, to Christians now, come out from among unbelievers, separate yourselves from them, says the Lord, don't touch their filthy things and I will welcome you and I will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So that's what this channel is here to do. That's what the deep end exists for. And if you would do me this solid and like the video and hit that subscribe button and give the beard some love <laughs> and then that notification bell so that when we start season five, you get notified. I am not looking for followers. I'm looking for disciples of Jesus who want help along the journey in, the, in this world of confusing times. It's not a joke anymore. We need to wake up. We need to get back in tune with scripture. Check us out at timhatchlive.com, at all of our social media, at timhatchlive. That's where it all is. The Deep Dive starts August 25th, the day after Deep End Season 5 on August 24th. So Season 5, uh, The Deep End starts August 24th, Tuesday night. And the Deep Dive Bible Study, where we're going through the Book of Romans every Wednesday night, 730, starts on August 25th. Oh, and one last thing. Uh, we do have one important thing coming up this weekend, or I'm sorry, this week, 10 questions with Tim is back. 10 questions with Tim this Thursday. Send your questions. I think we have five. So we have five spots left. Ask at timhatchlive.com or in the comments below if you don't mind not being um, anonymous. So that's what's coming soon to this channel. I couldn't, I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I, I couldn't stay off the camera. I, I know. I, I I got a disease, it's called I love the truth and I hate lies and I care about you and let's get this stuff sorted out together. I'm done, I'm going back on break. I'll see you Thursday and then August 24th. Oh, by the way, I go to Peru next week. Pray for me, pray for safe travels on the very front lines of missionary activity. I'm excited, I'll see you, God bless. Hey, I bet I'm not the only one when I say this. The world is getting weirder and weirder. Turn on the news and it seems like something crazier happened today than yesterday, and I get it. My name is Tim, I've been a pastor for 22 years and I have been doing this for a long time. How to interpret culture through the lens of scripture. And so I'm bringing that content straight to you at home or wherever you are. Check us out at youtube.com slash Tim Hatch Live. Every week I do a show it's called The Deep End. We take a deep dive into news, politics, culture, and scripture. You don't want to miss it. It's going to help you understand how to live as a Christian in confusing times. Go to youtube.com slash Tim Hatch Live now.